This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. I feel like it's par for the course, Jesse, that we start the year off post Christmas, post travel, post probably eating a lot of sugar uh, with colds. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of seems like it. I feel like I think a year ago we had the same thing. And we both went, when we went to Kansas, kind of just came down with this congestion cold mm-hmm. thing and we're still kind of trying to come out from it. So you can hear it in our voices. Um, there might be a little bit of sniffling and coughing through the episode, but we're here and we're showing up, which is in line with what we're talking about in this episode. And it is what I learned from a year of intentional proximity. My word for 2021 was actually a phrase, show up. And I learned so much from it. So we're going to unpack some of that. But before we do, let's just give a little update. The last week and a half since we recorded a podcast, the podcast came out a week ago, but we had actually recorded it before we left for Kansas. And there's been a lot. There's actually been three trips that have happened in the last week and a half. <laughs> I would say in less than a week and a half. We were gone to Kansas for eight days and we've gotten, I feel like, pretty good with the travel thing of, I, you know, what were you saying? You were like, how many years has it taken us of doing this? That we kind of <laughs> finally found our groove for what works for traveling to Kansas. It's about... 11 to 12 hours, mm-hmm. give or take, depending upon traffic, depending upon which route you take. And right. we finally kind of figured out 
One, leave early in the morning. Like that should be hello a no-brainer, but yeah. it's amazing how far you can drive and how you, you're like, we've driven for seven hours and it's not midnight and <laughs> we're not exhausted. So leave early in the morning. And we also kind of figured out just how to break it up so mm-hmm. that it works for our family and our season of life. Um, so that was really good. So we broke it up on both ends. We kind of figured out the first day of travel to do a longer day, second day to do shorter distance. And I feel like a lot of times we flip-flop that. Mm-hmm. We've kind of left later in the day and not driven as far. And then the second day feels like a long drive. So flipping that had worked really well for us. We did that both at Thanksgiving and at Christmas. Mm-hmm. No, we did not do it on the way back because uh, I took a little longer route. And I think honestly, that's what pushed us or pushed me anyway to figure out we you need mean, to figure something that works. You mean back from Thanksgiving? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the way there, we did. On the way back, that's right. It felt like it took forever to get mm-hmm. home. I remember I that. I took a different route just so we could go past some things. And it's like, oh, this is miserable. Especially if it's on the second day. So we got to see family and just have special time with them. That was really nice. Um, sadly, one of our longtime friends, someone who we've known for I mean, I'm trying to think how many years. I don't know, the mid-90s? Um, passed away fairly suddenly while we were there. And it was kind of right as we were getting ready to leave. And so we needed to get back because the kids had some things they needed to be back for. But we really knew that we wanted you to be able to go for the funeral because you're especially close with the whole family. Mm-hmm. Um, so we... Bought a plane ticket back to Wichita while we were on our (laughs) way home from Wichita to Nashville. It felt really awkward. And when we got home, literally, you got out of the car and... Less than an hour after we got home, I was on the way to the airport. came back in, packed up, unpacked, repacked, went to the airport, headed back to Wichita. I'm so glad that you got to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because so many flights were canceled during that time frame, thousands of flights, and there was snow in Kansas, there were tornadoes in Tennessee. <laughs> uh-huh. Somehow you made, because you had a tight window of flights that if you didn't, like if something went wrong with your flight, you would miss the funeral. Mm-hmm. And so God just worked it all out. We're so grateful. And you got to be there with the family. Um, then you came back home. And weren't feeling very well and then left, I think it was an hour and 15 minutes after you got back home. You did the same thing of kind of unpack, repack and took Silas and Catherine to Cincinnati to go to a Chiefs-Bengals game that you guys had planned to go to for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that was probably really good on your cold. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Because but it was fun. It was freezing. It was freezing in an outdoor stadium. Uh, yeah, my, the kids, they call the stadium. Is that what yeah, they call? It? Yeah, okay. and it was snowing. The flurries, no accumulation or anything, just flurries. But what what was the temperature? It was about thirty-one. I mean, it was right <laughs> on the edge. And both kids, like they they come in my room before they were getting ready to leave, and I said, "Okay, did you pack 
really warm clothes because it is going to be cold. So how many layers did you pack? They're like, oh, mom, we're good. We, we, we're good. And I think it's because we live in Tennessee. That is exactly what I was thinking. Our definition of like really cold is very different than like maybe a Cincinnati really cold. Ohio cold is different. And... And and, and that's even Southern Ohio. I mean, that's almost like Northern Kentucky cold. Needless to say, they hadn't quite brought enough layers. And so you had to share some of your layers with them because you had come prepared. So you came home. Not not prepared enough to do without layers. Yes. But But I did. So you came home not feeling well at all. But but you made a lot of memories and... Mm-hmm. I, I guess it was worth it, but I was really happy that I was home <laughs> in heat because then we had snow. So we had tornadoes. No, then you had tornadoes too, didn't you? Well, we had tornadoes on we were New Year's Day. And then two days later, mm-hmm. we had snow. And it wasn't just flurries. Like there was snow on the ground for 24 hours. When was the tornado warnings when the kids were at the mall? That was... That was on New Year's oh, Day. Oh, that's right, because it was okay. I yes. was. <laughs> there was. It not, all runs. In there was not actually a tornado on the ground no, there wasn't. here in our area, but there were tornadoes fairly close, and that actually mm-hmm. did do damage. And by fairly close, I mean like within a few hours of us, and we had a tornado warning, and, and it was mm-hmm. it was weird weather. Enough to make Nashville go crazy. And it was just like, wow, welcome to 2022. And then two days later, we got snow. The kids were already off school though because their their winter break went through um, all through Tuesday. So today mm. is Tuesday that we're recording this, and so they just went back to school today. So otherwise, I think yesterday they probably would have gotten a snow day. So yeah, probably they were a little disappointed that the snow did not. They were already home from school and didn't get a. But snow actually, day. it's a good thing because if they build up snow days, I think they get to take them off later. I don't know. We'll see. Well, this might be the only snow of the year. I'm not really sure, but we'll see. It was pretty. So what's saving your life, Jesse? Well, um, Catherine is really excited this year because she was able to, uh, Catherine, this was the first year she had a job and she, I, I really appreciate this about our kids and that they're very sacrificial. I mean, Silas wants to save up all year round to give good gifts next year. And um, so Catherine was doing the same and she splurged a little bit and got us some uh, nicer gifts than what she's done in the past because she has a job. And I know she got you a Keurig for your office. Yeah. So cute. It's turquoise Keurig, which I'm really excited about to have in my office. And, uh, but she got me a vacuum sealer and is that, it called a food saver or is it a well, vacuum that's sealer? The, that's the brand okay. of the vacuum sealer. Okay. So we're going to be able to use that um, quite a few times because uh, we can freeze what we've cooked and uh, not let things go to waste. And I mean, like on our way, I think before we left for Wichita, we had some steaks that were uber good and um, it was for our Christmas dinner actually. And Silas used it and saved those and so that way we could keep them and they wouldn't spoil while we were gone. And also you have a hunting trip coming up and I'm we sure do. it's and going I'm sure to that it will be used then too. Come very much in handy for that. Well, mine is kind of Christmas related as well and is called magnesium lotion from the magnesium lotion shop. I have heard of this lotion. Honestly, I think I've heard of it for years. A couple of my friends online 
have raved about it. And this year, finally, it was Black Friday. They were having a Black Friday deal where if you bought two, you got free shipping. It's the only time of the year that they put it on sale. And so I went ahead and I bought two, one to give as a gift and one to keep. And I was kind of skeptical of it. I mean, it heard really great things, but I was like, "Eh, I don't know. I mean, I take magnesium (laughs) every day, but rubbing it on you, it's like, I don't know. This stuff works and it's supposed to really help you for like calming, but also they recommend putting it on your legs, back of your legs or your back before going to bed. Why the back of your legs? I don't know. That's a good question. I also think you could put it on the soles of your feet because I feel like the soles of your feet really absorb a lot. But we have been using it on Kirsten because she has some issues with kind of staying asleep. She's a very light sleeper and she gets woken up very easily at night. And we have seen a marked difference in her. Like she's sleeping for much longer stretches of time mm-hmm. and much deeper sleep. And we also have noticed it just seems like her overall attitude because she's getting yeah, better definitely. sleep has been better. And so you're like, only supposed to use a tiny little bit. And you think, how does that tiny little bit mm-hmm. make such an impact? But my sister, she actually said, I haven't used it much for me because I don't want to be get into too deep of sleep because I need to be able to <laughs> wake up with children in the night. My sister said, so she just recently had a baby and she said she can no longer use it because it puts her into such a deep sleep that she won't wake up in the night to be able <laughs> to feed her child of <laughs> her baby. So she doesn't use this brand. She uses a different brand, but this is from the magnesium lotion shop. We got the lavender and I would highly recommend it. The other thing is because you use so little, it lasts for a really long time. I know you said you take some daily. You take the magnesium gummies, right? Right. Calm gummies. So yes. I wonder how that compares in the um, absorption, if that actually absorbs faster and works better than the calm gummies. I don't know. That's a good question. I've heard that some people that they... um absorb things better through taking it orally and some things, some people absorb things better through, through topical. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure for me, um, but considering that I already take magnesium orally, I'm not sure whether I should put it on topically too, mm-hmm. um, but I do want to try it. Maybe some night whenever I know that it's going to be okay that I won't need to wake up, but we'll link to that in the show notes. Jesse, you said you do not have a book update, but mm-hmm. I have finished a few books recently. I'm doing something different with my books for 2022, and that is I'm setting monthly goals instead of yearly book goals. So typically, I will get so excited at the beginning of the year, and I will set out to have this huge list. Like last year, I was like, I'm going to read three books a week, and um, then created this long list that I posted of all these books that I wanted to read. The problem with me is that throughout the year, almost every week I find new books, either they're new releases or they're new to me books that I'm like, oh, I've got to read that. And so I feel like I have that squirrel syndrome or the shiny thing syndrome. And then it's like, I can't focus on the stack of books that I already picked out that I was going to read at the end of the year. And then it kind of just hangs over me and feels, makes me feel guilty. Like I'm not living up to what I want to. And so I decided that I'm going to do monthly reading goals in the sense of that I'm going to pick a stack of books for that month 
I feel like this seems much more doable. And then that way throughout the years, I come across those new and new to me books that I want to read. I can add them to the stack for that particular month. I picked out nine books to read in January. If you're interested in what those are, um, we will link to those in the show notes. Um, They're on my blog. But I finished the very last book that I finished in 2021. I want to talk about that. And it's called Pray Confidently and Consistently by Valerie Warner. And she is actually the creator of prayer journals. Um, She has, I think it's called Valmarie Paper, and she creates prayer journals. I've actually never seen them. I looked at them online. Um, But this book was just all about the importance of prayer. And I think for people who you say, I want to make prayer something that I prioritize more, but I struggle with knowing where do I start? What do I say? How do I pray? Why should I pray? What's the purpose of prayer? What's the point? Doesn't God already know everything. So why should I pray? Um, This book would really be an encouragement to you. She just talks about prayer in a way that makes you excited to pray and excited to see God show up. But also she makes it very practical. She even has at the end of the book specific prayers. If you need a starting place for what you should say and how to pray, She's got that at the back of the book as well. So again, that was Pray Confidently and Consistently by Val Warner, and we will put the link to that in the show notes. Hey, before you get started, um, I realized that this is going to be coming out next week, and I just wanted to take the opportunity to wish you a happy anniversary now because (laughs) it comes out on the 11th. So happy anniversary. I won. Try to be the first one to say happy anniversary. That was, you know, we should have done something on marriage if I would have been. Now, I I will have to say that I talked about our anniversary to you. I think before you talked about it with me, and I've I've mentioned multiple times about our nineteenth wedding anniversary, and also I already ordered you a gift. So you did, just, yeah, I found it on your phone. Just thinking you should like just making sure you were remembering. <laughs> Oh, it's it's a running joke to see who can remember our anniversary because we have had many years where we have forgotten, both, both of us. Both forgotten. And then also to see who can tell the other person happy anniversary first. But it doesn't count, Jesse, <laughs> unless you actually do it on the day of. So I'm sorry. That was a good try, but hey, it, it doesn't count. Get an A for effort. Okay. Intentional proximity. When I told you that I wanted to talk about what I learned from a year of intentional proximity, you said, what is that even? Made up term. I don't, I I could have, I, there was somebody that recently talked about proximity and in the context of what I was sharing about this. And then I added on the word intentional because I just feel like those two words together really encompass what this last year was for me. And so my word for the year, like I said earlier, was show up or my phrase for the year for 2021. And what I really wanted to live out with that phrase was just the willingness to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a tendency, like I love people deeply. I care about people deeply. But I have a tendency to want to kind of do it on my own terms. Like I want to have friendship on my own terms. I want to care for people in a way that kind of works out with my schedule. I want to do it in a way that it's like, 
I'm loving them, but I'm not taking too many risks because mm-hmm. I don't want to get hurt and I don't want it to be awkward. And, you know, what if I don't know what to say? What if, what if it's just weird? What if, you know, I offer something and they say no. And you know, just all of those things, kind of holding people at arm's length to protect myself. <laughs> and this year I wanted to step in, step out, and really commit to showing up. And so for me, that looked like every time that I found out that someone was struggling, whether it's someone that I know well, someone that I'm only acquainted with, to stop and pray. God, how do you want me to show up for this person? We cannot show up for everyone mm-hmm. in a deeply meaningful way, but I feel like we can show up for some people mm-hmm. in a very deeply meaningful way. And so in some instances, that would just look like taking the time to tell someone that you're praying for them. I mean, even I think about my interactions on Instagram. I'm the Money Saving Mom on Instagram, and I get hundreds of messages a day. And just taking that extra moment to, instead of just, you know, hearting a message, if someone has shared something, to just stop and pray for them and just say, I stopped and prayed for you. Or to just have a sentence that I share of encouragement to them. And so sometimes that's what it looks like. But in many cases, as I was praying, okay, God, what what does it look like to show up for this person? Especially people who are in my real life, my physical community. A lot of times it looked like actually showing up, Mm -hmm. not just sending that text or maybe even sending dinner or something. It was saying, can I come over? It was saying, I'm available tonight. Would it be more helpful for me to do this or do this or do this? I found that it's really helpful instead of just saying, it's so easy for people to say, let us know if you need anything or we're here if you need anything or we're praying. One, when you say you're praying for someone, actually pray. Like Mm -hmm. My thing is I say, I just stopped and prayed for you. I try to not tell someone that I prayed for them until I've actually prayed for them. But then also- I think that's more meaningful. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's like my heart posture of, you know, telling them what I prayed for them. Of I, I actually am following through. But then also giving people options for how you can show up for them. And so, you know, tonight, my evening is free. Um, I know you're going through a rough time. Would it be helpful for me to just come over and sit with you? Or could I take your kids so that you could have a night out? Or would it be helpful for me to send you dinner? Just kind of giving them some options and thinking about what am I able to do and what would be helpful. And so I found that that can be something that can be really beneficial because then you're not just saying, let me know if you need anything, Mm -hmm. but you're saying, here's how I'd love to help. And you're kind of, it's a lot harder for people to resist that sort of offer. And they know that you genuinely mean what you're saying. Like you really want to. And sometimes it's awkward because I can tell you multiple times this past year where I didn't know the person very well. Like I'd never been to their house. There was a lot of stuff I didn't know about them. Maybe I'd never met their kids, but I just felt this pull, you know, in prayer as I was praying, how do I show up to just actually physically show up that intentional proximity? And 
what was so interesting to me is sure, yes, it was awkward <laughs> many times. There are many times when I was like, I don't know what to say. Um, not too long ago, one of my friends um, who I don't know very well was going through a rough time. And I said, I'm free this evening. Can I come over? And um, she said yes, which honestly, I was surprised. I don't know her very well. And I showed up. And almost as soon as I walked in the door, she just started crying. And she was just overwhelmed with life. And like, I don't know this person very well at all. And to just say, okay, God, this is awkward. What do I do? How do I show up for her? Um, And I think just being there and stepping into the mess and Mm -hmm. saying, I'm available. I'm here with you. It just, I think at Christmas time, you know, about Emmanuel, God with us. He came down to be with us. He could have just stayed up in heaven and, you know, just fixed it from there. But he came down to be with us in our mess, in our struggles. And so to follow in Jesus' steps, to be with other people, to show up, even when it's awkward, even when you don't want to know what to say. Sometimes it's just sitting there. Sometimes it's just your physical presence. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. You're not alone. I care about you. I care enough to come over and knock on your door, even when I don't know you very well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like God changed my heart so much in this. Because taking those steps to not just love people well at a distance where it's still safe and it's comfortable, Mm -hmm. but lean in and show up right in the middle of the mess, even when it was awkward and uncomfortable. Some of the deepest community in my life was forged this past year Mm -hmm. because of that. You know, I'm thinking about my trip to Wichita. For the for the funeral, yeah, and that's exactly what happened. You know, mm. there were people there that I hadn't seen in a long time, mm. and it was awkward. Yeah, and there were some people that I had just recently seen, mm. but it was one of the best things that I've ever done mm-hmm. because you know, being with people that used to be really good friends with decades ago, mm-hmm. and laughing until two in the morning was such a balm to my soul mm-hmm. not a lo- and and obviously to them as well to help for for healing for them and i think that you're the beneficiary of of that action in a, in a lot of ways well and i just think of so many times this year when i was driving to someone's house or driving to the hospital or driving to go meet someone somewhere when i and i would be thinking this is crazy. Like, why did, why did I volunteer for this? Why am I doing this? What if I show up and it's just really weird? And then I had to remind myself that it's this isn't about me. This is about me just being the hands and feet of Jesus. This is about me crying out to the Lord and saying, how do I show up for this person? And Him prompting me through the Holy Spirit to offer something and then to follow through on that and show up and show Jesus love, even when I felt really inadequate Mm -hmm. and awkward and to get to see him use me in my 
uncomfortability, in my awkwardness, in my inadequacy, in my feeling like I don't really have anything to offer. I don't really know what to say or like I've never walked this before. This is too big. This is too much. Um, I don't have experience with this, but to just show up and be faithful. And every single time I would leave knowing that it wasn't about saying the perfect words or even doing a lot to make a difference. It was just communicating to someone, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. You're not alone. You matter. I see you. And I just think, you know, we live in this virtual world where everything can kind of be done online and we have voice memos and video calls and text messages and social media. And there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing I found with that is that's on your own time. Mm -hmm. Like you can kind of decide when you show up and when you don't. And you can erase and delete and like, you know, not send that voice memo after you record it because you're like, I don't know, I sounded weird. Let me redo that. But when you do that, you're holding people a lot of times at arm's length and you're not having the full benefit of walking with people because playing it safe in relationships never builds strong community or deep relationships. And there's probably a way that you can, you know, I text a lot of my friends. We sometimes do voice memos, all of that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying to really examine, are you holding people at arm's length in how you're doing community? Or are you actually fully and wholeheartedly showing up? So I just want to encourage you as we start this new year, people are desperate for relationships, for community. People are lonely. They are hurting. And yes, it's so much safer to hold people at arm's length. But there's so much more fulfillment and deep community that comes. when We say, I'm going to pursue intentional proximity. I'm going to show up for others, even when it feels uncomfortable. And I'm going to keep showing up over and over and over again. And so that's just my heart, my encouragement to you for 2022. Let's be people of intentional proximity because we were made for community. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 